This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I've got a couple special guests with me today. I've got uh, two of our global board members. I've got uh, Greg Hewitt and Danny Fields. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, I I think I've interviewed both you guys on different occasions uh, individually, uh, but never together. But... uh, so let's uh, just, in case people don't know who you are, Greg, why don't you, I'll start with you, talk a little bit about how long you've been part of Influencers and how you, maybe how you got involved and why, why it's important to you enough to want to be on the global board. Sure. So I've been involved about 15 years with Influencers. Actually, uh, you're the one that sent me a little black book to the inner chamber. Uh-huh. And you and I have been involved in some of the ministry. And I was going through a tough period and a struggle in life. You said you ought to read this book, and, and I did. And, and this piece about abiding was right where God had had me. About I wasn't seeing any fruit in my life, and, and then I read this book, and it's talking about how the fruit comes from abiding. Uh-huh. And I remember saying, I really don't even understand what abiding is about. So I got involved in the first group, and Rocky led it, and Boyd Billingsley, and and uh, you know I'd been a, a believer for ten years and had read God's Word from. Genesis to Revelation every year for 10 years, but I just wasn't seeing much fruit in my life and, and uh, got involved and really felt like it was a process that not only discipled me, but I remember at the end thinking, you know, I, I had such a desire. I'd lived most of my life lost, not having a relationship with Christ that I I wanted to take other guys through it. And and, uh, and this was a process that was the first process I saw that was really made sense to me that I could take other guys through. And, and so that's, that's what was always my hunger for it, is to be not only what it did in my life and continues to do in my life, but it was a process that I could take other men through. And, and you were a business guy at the time yeah. uh, and uh, not a pastor, but, uh, yeah. and your first guide, I mean, you could have done a little bit better with your first guide. Rocky, yeah. Rocky Fleming was your, one of your guides. Yeah. Right? I didn't even know. I didn't even know you sent me the book and I hadn't even made the connection that was Rocky. That was the founder. I just, they kept, everybody kept saying Rocky and I had that book in my hand. I looked down and it's like Rocky Fleming. I said, I think that's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so he ended up by kind of surprised, you know, that he was, he was leaving me, but it was great to be able to go through that the first time with him. And then later on, I got a chance to, you know, to actually co-guide with him. And it's just been, a, that was a great, great experience. Well, in, in the early days, uh, they had a board um, that Rocky felt like we, he wanted to develop what he called a cabinet. And so he invited you and me and, a couple, and about five or other guys to, who were just regular guys who'd been touched by the ministry to, to dream with him, pray with him about what, what do we need to do? How do, we, how do we take this out broader? And so you and I got to spend a lot of time with Rocky and right. that was a special time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Danny Fields, uh, tell a little bit about how you got connected. So, yeah, I, I was uh, actually in our church, our local church. Uh, one of the men brought me a book and, and actually invited me to lunch. And, and we went and sat down and he said, hey, I, I, I know you're connected at church. You're, I was very active in all that was going on. Uh, leading a small group at the time and uh, was in, in the business world. And 
he said to me, hey, I, I, this is something that I have seen that, that has been very beneficial to me. I'd like for you to, to look at it and see if it interests you. And he, and he gave me the book. And, uh, you know, I read through the Journey of the Inner Chamber and, uh, you know, and he invited me to go through the, this process that we call the journey. And uh, it, it was incredible uh, to see how, um, you know, God invites us to such a, a relationship with him. Uh, and, and that was a... Um, that was the beginning of a, a, this journey, a deeper relationship than I had really ever had before. I, I was very fortunate. I was saved at a young age and uh, truly believe I, I was saved at that time. And, and uh, God protected me from a lot of things that, that I, I could have gotten in the middle of. And so I'd been in the church all my life and, uh, and going through several Bible studies and things. And, and God was working in my life at the, at the time that this happened. I was really in a good place. Uh, but I, the, the journey helped to take me to a deeper level of understanding God in a way that I never had before. And, and, and from that, um, helped me to allow him to be such a greater part of my life every day in a deeper, deeper way. So that was my first uh, part of the journey. And that was probably 14, 15 years ago when I, when I did that. Mm. And, uh, so, and you've been on the global board about four years now, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's right. Uh, guys asked me to come be a part of that, and, and it's been a great, great experience. Uh, you know, not, unlike any other board that uh, I've been a part of, but uh, you know, the guys, the big, biggest thing is we we pray together and seek God's will together, and and uh, uh, hold each other accountable for what's going on in in life in general. And then we, well, then we uh, talk about the, the the life of influencers as a from a board perspective, and it, it's it's really we really. Really been able to see God right in the middle of everything that's going on. That's what's been really cool. Yeah, and I want to say something about, because when you use the word board, you know, people's minds go to different places depending on their experience with boards. Sure. And, but when you hear the word board, it sounds like authority. It sounds like rules. sounds like uh, uh, top-down, you know, kind of leadership in a sense. And uh, and I know that Rocky, you know, being a businessman and all that, he, he from day one, he thought, I want this to be based on what God can do, not what man can do. Right. And so he wanted to almost fight against his business instincts, even even in forming a board, you know, because right. and, and he tells a story, uh, which you, you guys have probably heard. I know that our audience has probably heard some of them have his very first board. He noticed when they came in the very first board meeting, they started changing their demeanor. These were just journey guys who who've been transformed. But then when they got in the boardroom, they started you, getting in their business role, to be businessmen. and he and he caught it, and he said, "Wait a minute, guys! Wait a minute!" He goes, "I didn't ask you to be on this board because you're great businessmen or great minds. I asked you to be on this board because you're godly men." And uh, and so I think from that point on, he has had set the tone for the board being different. Yes, Greg, is this different from other boards you've been on, or do you want to t- express what? Yeah. How it's different? Sure. As a matter of fact, when you were telling that, I was thinking about when Rocky asked me to be on the cabinet or board or whatever, I said no. And I didn't want to do that. And he asked why. And I said, you know, again, all my, you know, board experiences I'd been on several were business. And I and I just assumed that, you know, in a ministry it'd be a lot of that similar stuff. And I told him that. I said, you know, I and I've been on boards and I just want to lead guys through groups. I don't want to do that. And and he said, "Well, look, I'm gonna tell you this. This is gonna be very different. This is, this is uh, not gonna be like any board you've been on." And I said, "Well, I'm not sure." And he said, "Well, try it. Just come, and if it's what you're used to, then fine. You can get out. And 
if it's not, well, maybe so. And, you know, the first board meeting, I think we spent about 90% of our time in prayer. You know, first question being, how's your soul health? Mm-hmm. And I can assure you that was not what I had experienced <laughs> in mm-hmm. corporate boards. And so it was it was very different and has continued to be different. And we still do that today. We'll come in with a list of items on the agenda, you know, uh, three pages long. And we may just spend all of our time in prayer. And we may just spend all of our time talking about soul health. All of this connecting back to the heart of this ministry is John 15. If you abide in me, you'll what? Bear fruit. That's right. You bear fruit. And so it's very different than anything I've been involved in. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, we do. We operate out of our, our own abiding relationship. You know, we can't lead if we're not abiding, yeah. you know. And so, but I, I do think that we all look at it as a sacred responsibility. You know, to, we're guardians of the ministry of just of what God's entrusted to us with this process that we believe is helping a lot of people and, and just trying to pay attention to what's going on and our leaders and, and making sure our leaders' souls are healthy and all that. So that's why we do summits occasionally to bring everybody together and why we check in on our, our leaders and all that. So so uh, we got together last week for a uh, – we annually we usually get away for a board retreat. And again, uh, the first half of it I'd say is spent in just in collective prayer and then also just personal getting out by ourselves and praying about – you know, opportunities, challenges, what's going on in the ministry. Um, and we and we had one scheduled for last week, which was very timely. Yeah. Because there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things swirling right now. We're we're endeavoring to we, we believe as God has guided the ministry to uh, to start a process of making a movie on Journey to the Inner Chamber, just as a way to expose uh, the ministry to more people so that we can help them help them understand what it means to have an intimate abiding relationship with Christ. But uh, uh, there's also been some challenges of some uh, some pastors and such that don't really understand what we're doing and and uh, and kind of have some theological differences with us and so that's uh, that's been a little bit it seemed a little bit like a, a challenge or an attack and so we're praying about all that uh, you know I guess I wanted to get you guys opinion on what what do you think's happening in the in the history of this ministry we're 22 years into this thing. Um, a lot has happened. A lot, a lot of growth. A lot of uh, opportunities to translate into new languages. A lot of, a lot of places we never thought. You know, Rocky originally thought it was just for men, and and what, women have wanted to go through it, and it's helped women. It's helped couples. Uh, youth have even used it at times uh, in youth groups and churches and um, different places like that. Um, so. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, what's what's your overall assessment of what's going on in the ministry in, in light of some challenges and, and and all that? What do you, Danny? I'll start with you. Anything any come to mind right now? Well, I mean, when we, we talk about what's happening in the ministry, I mean, it, it, just like God does when when uh, He gets involved in changing people's lives and people's hearts, um, that has a tendency to to spread. And you talk about twenty two years. Well. What's happened is is this incredible journey that that we have gone on and others are going on. As as other people are going through that, it's it's uh, it, there's other people that's becoming interested in what's happening, and, and because of that, it's spreading. And to your point, it's it's across uh, the nation and, and across the world in different places. And um, uh, so be, so anytime growth comes, well, then there's opportunities for. Maybe people not fully understanding or being confused in some way or other, and and uh, I think some of that just comes with growth. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what I love about 
us in general is, is we just keep coming back to the to the heart of what this journey is all about. Yeah, you know, and and, and uh, just like for myself, it, it's learning to how to have a deeper, intimate, abiding relationship with Christ. Where did that come from? Well, the whole journey process takes us to Scripture. You know, the bulk of the the whole journey. Uh, those of you that have been through, you, you don't understand. The bulk of what it is is we just keep pointing people to Scripture. And we're pointing people to God's word. And, and as people choose to spend time in God's word and, and let that transform our lives, it just starts changing things. It starts changing people. And it starts changing families. And then it, it can start changing communities. It can start changing churches. And so I, I feel like that's what's going on. That's what's been going on for 22 years. Uh, with the growth of that, uh, sometimes people hear about it and they don't necessarily know about it. And and we might be skeptical of anything that's that's uh, uh, changing that, that's movement that I don't know about. But uh, I don't know. I'm rambling there a little bit. But bottom line, I just see that it's growing. And as we grow and as God continues to do, I'm excited about you know the movie. I'm excited about you know I don't know anything about a movie about movie processes. Uh, but what excites me about a, a, the thought of a movie is it it, it lets people see that that there's something out there, maybe whet their appetite just a little bit uh, and give them a, a desire. You know, there's a lot of people have a desire to know more uh, about an intimate body relationship with Christ. And when they can see that there's there, there's something out there, that uh, a process that they can go through to get to it, just like there's all kinds of other processes in the churches, this, this journey is an incredible one. And mm. uh, so I just see we're growing and, and we're growing through some growing pain sometimes. But what I'm really excited about, God's doing some amazing things. Hmm. You know, and I, and I was touched by Promise Keepers back when I was 30 years old. And, right. and, and that got me fired up about trying to figure out what it meant to, be, to live this life of walking with Christ sure. that they described from the stage. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I never could really understand how to do it. But I did start reading God's Word. Right. And, and as I read God's Word, that's when I started understanding things better. And what I learned in meeting men all over... Uh, I lived in Tulsa at the time. Most men I, I met were not reading their Bibles. You know, right. that wasn't a daily part of right. their life. And I don't think they knew how to do that. And and maybe 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 they didn't have the desire. I don't know. But uh, but that's what I love about this process. Like right. you said, it's helping people learn how to read the, the Word and, and get into the Word. So, Greg, what do you, uh, what's your feeling about the heart, getting back to the heart of who this ministry is in this season of where we are? I think that was... Part of what last week in our when we got away for three days, we were had a lot of things on our agenda, and one of them is kind of alluded to is that in twenty years, for the first time, we we had a group of people in a region that we you know we came under their criticism mm-hmm. for the first time, and that's probably all part of that. You know, we've been under the radar screen, but now as we've grown, um, then that's you know only natural to happen. People don't maybe understand what we're doing, or there's some uh, denominational difference in doctrine that they're concerned about. And so we came under criticism, and we had to go away and wrestle with that. We had wrestled with it for a week and a half before we went, Mm -hmm. and we had never experienced that, and it was very challenging to us. I mean, when you come under uh, criticism for something you believe in, it's very difficult. You go through the whole range of emotions, and we did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, anger and disappointment and 
being defensive. I mean, we we had all those emotions, and we were we never really worked through how we would respond to that. And I think it's always hard when people don't understand you and they criticize you, or they don't know your ministry and they criticize you. You know, the people that did really had never been through our ministry, and we even tried to go explain. You know, why do you? They said, why do you believe this? And we said, well, let us. Let us come and speak to you about it and share with what we do and what we believe. And there was no interest in that. And that that made it for us very hard when someone criticizes you and doesn't want to hear, you know, why you do what you do and why you say what you do. And then they don't know you. And so for us on the board, all the guys on this board have been around for many years. I've been around 15, 20 years. You know, Danny the same. And we we all know each other. We know that 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 what the, the heart of this ministry is, is to take people to an intimate relationship. These are men who love God's word and are in God's word every day. Mm-hmm. And these are men who love their local church mm-hmm. and honor their pastors. And now we're being criticized for some of that, you know, some of that, those, those issues. And, and not only that, like, you know, we take it personal that we're being criticized. And like, even like we know the ministry, but we also know our founder. We know Rocky. We've been around this guy for 20 years Mm -hmm. and for someone who doesn't know him to question his heart for this ministry uh it's so hard you know uh i uh when it comes to rocky i'm gonna say this and he would not want me to say this you know that i mean we all know this but i'm gonna say it he'll get he'll get over it but but we know his heart and for see him criticized as the founder is very difficult i'm gonna share a verse with you that i think uh, really helped me kind of wrestle with this. It's in Philippians 2.20, and I was in a community group in my church meeting with couples. And we're studying the book of Philippians a couple weeks ago. And I get this verse, and it says, Philippians 2.20, 21, For I have no one like you, no one, who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. Now, I learned something a long time ago reading God's Word. So I've been a believer for 25 years. Every year I read through His Word from Genesis to Revelation in the one-year Bible. I'm not very creative. I can't find another way to do it. So I just read it over and over again and study God's Word. And and so this this verse, I've learned in reading God's Word that when I hear something from God, it's first for me. Hmm. And then maybe it might help somebody else. So my first response is, I'm, I'm, I wish I was, but I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not the one that you'd say there's no one like him because, Greg, he's always genuinely concerned for everybody's welfare. I'm just, I wish I was that guy, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm the second part of that because they all seek their own interest at times and not those of Jesus Christ. But here's what we know about Rocky, those of us that know him. They're really, you know, Paul was talking about Timothy, mm-hmm. and he said there's no one like him. He's always genuinely concerned for other people's interest and not his own interest. Who is that? Mm. Rocky. It's Rocky. Yeah. yeah. So for those of us that know him, yeah. For twenty years, he always puts other people first. I could over the last twenty years, I've had him involved with so many family issues and questions I've had spiritually, and he always takes time for me. And I've seen him do that with all of us and people way outside of this board, mm-hmm. a lot bigger circle than this board. He will drop everything to go spend time and personally disciple men and women. And he is always genuinely concerned. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big statement when you say you don't know anyone just that's that genuinely concerned. And I'd say that about him. So that for him, for us to watch him, to be attacked and slandered, it's really difficult. 
Mm-hmm. And so we had to get away and process that. And we did it like this board always does, which is, look, everything has a spiritual angle to it. So let's get away and let's see what God's word would say about this. Mm-hmm. What does God's word teach us about this? And then let's pray about it. And let's ask God. And so that's what we did. And then we moved into another thing, which is really reflective. What is God saying to us? How can we learn from this? As a board, we realize that there's two groups of people who might question or challenge us. There are a group of people that they have their own, like I say, selfish interest or interest in their uh, doctrinal, you know, denominational doctrinal disputes, and that's what's driving them. And there's probably not anything we can say that would maybe make them get them over the hump. But we did begin to realize that there are legitimate, there are concerns and questions that pastors have. If this, if the journey came into a church and you're a pastor, you you want to make sure it's right for your flock, right? right. You want to make sure there's no heresy. We want to know the basics of what we believe. Mm-hmm. And so we have a statement of faith. Is that the term we use for it? That's right. And, and so we decided through this process that we need to really spend some time, and we did for two days, making sure we are clear with what we believe on the things that if you were a pastor who had genuine concerns, what would you want to know about our ministry? And we redid our church section and we redid our scripture section and we tried to really clarify if we were a pastor, what would you want to know about us to be comfortable with us? And so that was a good thing. I mean, it was a difficult process, but it was a very good thing because our real reality is as this ministry continues to grow and, and, and be significant and have influence, it's going to continue to come under fire. Mm-hmm. So now we have a way to say, okay, look, on our website, we can see this is what we believe. And, th- and this is this are the things you need to know about us. And we've really beefed up even putting a page on for pastors to come and know who we are. And we open we openly you know invite these guys, if you've got questions, to call us, just like we did that group. We'll come fly out and talk to you. But we were never given the opportunity. So we've gone back and tried to really clarify what we believe and make it easy for that group of people who have genuine interest in knowing about us and making sure. we. So so I think we took something that was really painful and hard, and we kind of left there feeling like this is good because we listened to the concerns. We're always willing to learn. We listened and we looked through what we do, and we believe what we do is biblical, but we also were willing to say and look at how we communicate to pastors, and we made some changes. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear with who we are for those guys that have good intentions and good hearts and are just protected, just concerned about protecting their flock. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I want to get back to just the fact that uh, when Rocky started uh, Influencers or, or just started the first journey group, uh, he had 30 years of experience in discipleship and he used the Navigator's material yeah. at one time. And um, he'd been involved in his church and, and he'd been a, a student of the word for 30 yeah. years. Never been to seminary. Yeah. So he wasn't a pastor, um, but he was definitely a, uh, a leader, you know, and a, and a lay leader in, within his own church, an elder at his church. But uh, he really wanted to, to create something that would just help the everyday guy, you know, and, and, and he even called it a marketplace ministry. In the in the beginning, uh, in that anybody could go through this, you, you know, and it didn't have to be in one particular church. It could just be meeting in a conference room somewhere, yeah. you know. And it and it resonated with everyday guys, yeah. and uh, and they got so excited about it that they started telling their pastors about it. And as it grew and all that, and then some some pastors were interested in checking it out and maybe bringing it to some of their people in their church. And and uh, it's helped a lot of it's helped a lot of flocks, you know, sure. become better better understand what it means to walk with Christ and all that. So, so I that think was, that was one of those ironies about, we you know, with Rocky is that we, because of this navigator ministry, I don't, you know, you guys have noticed it. Like 
he has this incredible grasp of the word because it's a big part of navigators. Yes. Really learning the word and memorizing the word. Yes. And when you go to him with challenges or struggles or questions you've got spiritually, he immediately goes to the word. Always. And he quotes it, I mean, exactly. And to someone to question, you know, whether something was biblical, he'd be involved in This is a guy who any issue, it always starts with God's word. And he knows it as well as anybody that, I, that I, I'm around. Yeah. I mean, it's just, the word is just always right there. That's right. And very accurately quoted back with that mm-hmm. book. But, but you know, I don't think Rocky would ever consider himself to be a church consultant, you know, to, but, but he loves pastors, yeah. you know, and he's, he loves he's, the church. He has shepherded, uh, you know, just poured into pastors around here locally, yeah. you know, just yeah. guys giving them a safe place to come and talk and share about things they're struggling with and pray for them and all that. But, but I think it's important to know that, um, we love the local church. Yeah, let's speak to that for a minute. Yeah, we, we you know, we, that's one of the things, the conversations that come up that was was about a local church, and and we, so we've had a lot of conversations that when we were away together at the board, and 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 one of the things we want everybody to know and understand clearly that we are in complete support of the local church. We believe God orchestrated that, and and we are not ever we have zero desire to replace a local church we, we don't right. we we have zero desire to become a local church right. that's not who we are no. at all mm-hmm. you know we we love to come alongside what they are doing and we want to be supportive supportive of the church and the pastors and if we have an opportunity to to lead groups in that in our church setting you know on the board as i, I was thinking about our board members uh, we're all, every one of us are part of local churches and, and we're not all the same churches. Matter of fact, there's several yeah. different churches represented in the, in the small group that's on the board. And so we're all very much connected and invested in that. And, and we, we want everyone to know that we love the local church and believe that that, that God put that in place on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and as we do ministry, Sometimes that's going to allow us to do that within our local church body. And sometimes it might be in the business place, in the marketplace, where yeah. there might be four or five different churches represented in a group. We, f- we feel like that's healthy. It, uh, but, you know, anybody can say they love the church, but, I mean, we know each other so well. Everybody on the board everybody on the board is involved in the local and yes. serves the local church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, how have we been able to operate for 22 years with all different denominational slants and, and debatable issues about that, that come up in the in church, yeah. which is why we have so many different denominations right. and different expressions of Christianity? Yeah. How, have, how has the journey been able to, to operate yeah, with I, guys from different churches? I, I think I got some insight of that in a strange place. Okay. I, or at least a strange place for to think that you would get spiritual insight. I got that in a prison. <laughs> because we started doing prison ministry. We went down and we started at a prison that had never done, you know, the journey. And uh, we did, and men were signing up right and left, and they were going through it. And then these men would become guys and take other men, and this thing was just producing amazing fruit. And I was talking to the chaplain one day, and he says, man, I love this journey deal. And I said, well, chaplain, what do you love about it? He said, well, you know what? When you get in here and you've got men in here from all all the denominations you can think of. So much of what we do ends up in these, uh, and these guys like to argue, they say that, you know, it ends in these denominational squabbles and we get, man, we get things blow up on us and we have to stop. And, you know, we have all these issues with denominational squabbles, but here we've been doing this for several years and we've never had that. And he says, it's amazing to me that we can get these many men from different places and not have these denominational struggles. He said, what? He asked me, why do you think that is? And I said, you know, only thing I can think of is we stay focused on one thing, intimacy with Christ. 
And, you know, it doesn't matter what your denomination is. Everybody wants that. I mean, and I, I think that's what we found. I would see some of these squabbles start, but we would quickly direct them back to the subject, which is intimacy. And they leave that because, again, that's the common ground you have with all denominations. Is that God desires intimacy with us and we desire intimacy with him. And as long as you stay focused on that, it just doesn't, it, those things don't develop. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, and, and Brian, so I was thinking about that. What, what we always do when we come up against challenging conversations is we just go back to the word. Yeah. What does God's word say? And, we'll, and, and there are some very clear specifics that God's called us to be about. And then there's some denominational differences that get out there in the in the peripherals that want to separate us. Mm-hmm. That that we well, say, let's stay focused on the main thing, yeah. and let's let God lead us into this intimate, abiding relationship with Him. And as that happens, God starts whatever denomination we're part of. God starts working on the individuals, mm-hmm. and and the convictions that that individual has through reading God's Word. It's amazing what God can do when we decide to have that connected to him, that intimate relationship with him. And and we let those things on the peripherals fall where they are and stay focused on the main thing. And and God has just blessed them. And we don't tell people what to believe, right? I mean we 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 have a definitely we have a theology based on God's word of 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 what it means to be a disciple, what it means to abide in Christ and all that. But but we let we let God to inform people as they encounter him in his word, right? So we don't we don't uh, get into those, right? Yeah, right. Just go back to God's word. Yeah. What's he yeah. What's he say about it? Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, you've just heard part one of an interview with a couple of our board members, Danny Fields and Greg Hewitt, and uh, we will uh, play part two for you next week. But. Uh, Anyway, if you want to learn more about our ministry and uh, see our statement of faith and uh, see some things that uh, we believe and all that, go to our website, influencers.org, and you can find those things. But uh, and if you have any if you have any questions for the ministry, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, contact us through our website, and we'd be glad to to help you better understand what our mission is and what we're all about. My name is Brian Craig, and uh, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.